AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. got to have expectations for how they train how they work how they treat others because if you don't build those then you're really negating their ability to do what i think is getting harder and harder all the time which is to solve your own problems because the way the world continues to evolve it becomes so easy to not have to be verbal this is the reform sports project a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy hi this is nick bonacore from the reform sports podcast today i'm speaking with tom crean college basketball analyst for espn and former division one head coach prior to rejoining espn in 2022 tom served as a head men's basketball coach at georgia indiana and marquette winning over 400 games throughout his 20 plus coaching career Coach Crean and I discuss what it means to be a good teammate, teaching kids how to advocate for themselves and make their own decisions, and why it's important for kids to grow out of looking at their parents for validation while playing. Coach Tom Crean, man, I am freaking fired up. I'm excited to have you, Coach. Thanks so much for joining. Well, thanks for asking me, Nick. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, I appreciate you. I know that we're, we're talking about something that you're not only experienced with, but, but certainly passionate with. And, where I wanted to start with you, coaches, is I talked to several and had several guests on, uh, you know, high-level coaches like yourself and, you know, especially in the college basketball arena. And, you know, I'm turning 44 soon and, um, you know, I grew up in a different era. I have six kids who are growing up in, in this time and playing sports. And, man, even as a parent, it's sometimes challenging. And I wanted to ask you, as far as the landscape of coaching is concerned, you know, it seems like the word discipline and accountability at times gets a bad rap. I feel like people tie discipline with like extreme cases and, you know, but then I look at some of the most successful coaches, whether it be in college basketball or any sport for that matter. And it seems like there's always accountability. There's always energy. There's always passion. 
How does discipline, accountability, and those things get misconstrued with kind of, people talk about abuse. I mean, to me, it seems like it's pretty easy to, to separate, but at times there's a fine line. And can you kind of get into that a little bit, where we went wrong and how that took place? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think discipline is like sacrifice. Those words so many times are looked at as four letter words, you know, not the good ones. And, and it's, and they're so far from that. I mean, there's no question that you take those words and right away in so many people, there's a negative connotation that just, it, it almost puts a period at the end of the sentence before you can ever get anywhere else or an exclamation point. And there's so many different ways to get it across. And I think it's like anything else in this world. You've got to continue to find words that register. you got to find phrases. After you teach something, it's so much about reminders. And I think when you look at discipline, when you look at sacrifice, when you look at accountability, I think you got to look at standards. Hey, it's a really cool word, right? Standards is a cool word, but it's not something that just comes to mind that people just automatically... Uh, it just registers on what that means. So you have to give people, give young people what those standards are. And, and, and so much of it is the discipline that you need to be successful. It is like you mentioned your energy. It's your enthusiasm. Uh, it's your attention to the things that are the details in what you're doing. Okay. That, that inches matter, you know, feet matter, uh, whatever it is, you know, body angles, all those different things matter. And those become part of the standards. And then I think the, the other thing that's so big, and this is one thing that's really hard for coaches at times, it's hard for parents, that it's okay to have expectations. And it's not expectations of, okay, you've got to score 20. You've got to hit uh, X amount of home runs. You've got to be able to pass for X amount of yards. You've got to get X amount of touches or targets or catches. No, no, it's not that. It's the expectation for how you should handle things. And, and, and to me, the personal part of it starts so much, okay, with how you are as a teammate. And the expectation that you have for your child or your player as a teammate, as somebody then that is coachable, as somebody that, that has the right type of body language, the right type of eye contact, you know, all those things, those become expectations that can then lead into, okay, here's the amount of work that you have to put in. Here's the amount of time you have to spend on this. Here's the type of things you have to work on. And the standards become, okay, if you're going to get better and be like a complete basketball player, you can't only work on what you're good at. You've got to do X amount, maybe with your left hand, if you're a right-handed player, or you've got to do X amount shooting free throws, or you've got to do X amount when it comes to one-on-one -on -one defense, whatever it is, whatever sport it is. And you, and you help set those standards because you have expectations of your child or your player to do certain things well and right and consistently. And that in time turns into being where the production comes from. And I think so many times people see expectations as X amount of wins, X amount of results for their individual sport. And that to me is not what it is. It's all the things that lead into that, that then give you a fighting chance or a better chance to achieve those results or those individual accolades that people like to see you get in your own life. I love that word standards. And it's funny, I've never really dug into that word, but you know, words are so powerful. And to take it a step further, sure, there's certain standards that you have when you go to college, you know, when, when you're becoming a college athlete, then there's certain standards at high school. Is there such thing as age appropriate? 
And, and I'd love for you to get into that because, you know, my oldest is 18. He's getting ready to go wrestle in college. And I also have a five-year-old, well, almost five-year-old. And I got four others in between. And I don't parent my 18-year-old the same as I do my five-year-old, right? Now, I have standards for all of them. But how much does age, because I, I want, you know, parents who may not have a college or, or you know, high-level uh, playing sport experience themselves are really walking around this culture, coach, like, what do I do? You know, sure. I got this, this ex-pro who's running this club who's telling me I got to specialize all year long at nine in order for my kid to have a shot. And then I got this other guy telling me it's okay, play everything. And, you know, people are confused. Their kids are going to miss out. They're afraid. How do they manage being pushed and pulled and also... I would love for you to not only speak to the parents of how they navigate that, but also to the coaches. What is age appropriate? Is there a difference how you should coach your 17U premier team versus your 7U machine pitch team, for lack of a better uh, explanation? No, absolutely. Absolutely, there's a difference. And that's where standards are different. Fundamental standards are different. Um, All those things are different. Here's three things that I think are uh, irrelevant to age. And especially when you, when you just said between eighteen and five, and I think obviously it's different how you get them across, but I think these three things are absolutely crucial, uh, no matter what age. And first and foremost, okay, from the the side of being uh, on a team or learning skills, you've got to be a teammate. You've got to keep teaching ways to be a better teammate. And and so many times, being a better teammate, especially when they're younger. Is how you react. And that's where number two comes in, which is incredibly important, which leads into the coachability part of it. And that's your body language. There have got to be standards and expectations for young people, preteen, teen, high teen, college age, whatever it is, especially in pro level. But there's got to be, uh, you've got to have expectations and demands. You've got to be able to make those corrections, make those reminders, make those adjustments, show it. And so many times there's there's parents, they're filming every move their kids make, which is not totally wrong. I'm not saying that's negative at all. But when's the last time somebody filmed them having an interaction with a referee or a teammate or on the bench or showing frustration at a call or a non-call or, or something with the home plate umpire or the referee showing those things? You know, the, the visual tool in coaching, and I've coached in college for so long, but the visual tool of showing Somebody, not only what they're doing well, not only what they're doing right when it comes to the actual game, but showing them on a bench, showing their reaction to a teammate, showing their reaction to a referee. And at times it's private and at times it's in front of everybody else because you really have to. This is a strong word, but it's a very important word. You have to be able to pierce people and and children and your players at times with them really getting the message. And I don't mean piercing in a negative, physical, nasty way at all. But you've got to be able to get their attention. they got to absorb it, right? Because the only way they're going to apply it is if they've absorbed it. And, and what you and I absorb as adults or what you and I absorb as coaches is a lot different than what our players absorb. And that's where the age part gets so crazy, right? Because 18 to 5 is a huge difference but you still have to get their attention. So I think when you look at being a teammate and all the different ways you can build that, when you look at your body language, which leads to your coachability, because eye contact, how you listen, how you respond, how you talk, that's all part of the body language. And then third, and this is where I think 
uh, when it's parents, if they're doing it themselves, but when they are studying people that are going to be with their children, okay, are they helping build them athletically? And in so many cases, the younger they are, it's flexibility. Uh, it's stability, right? It's making sure that they're able to function in so many different ways athletically. It could be sprints. It could be all these different things that are so important to help your kids build their athleticism. The strength is a different component. And I think so many times people see strength and conditioning is an all-encompassing thing. No, it's really not. Training, all right, speed training, endurance training, flexibility, building your hands, building your, your feet, ankle and foot stability, all right, and, and being able to make sure that as you go up the ladder that your feet and your ankles are, are in good shape and that you're building those type of things. And that's why for me, I've never been caught up with our own children, especially my son who played more sports or in recruiting to have to find a specialist, to have to find somebody that was year round with a sport. Because I think that can create a lot. If you want to do it, it's great. But at some point in time throughout that, you got to put the fact are they truly having fun with this training? Are they truly having fun with the games? Or is it becoming something that becomes so stressful because that's all they're doing that they're not really challenging their mind? And, and a good book to read on that is Range by David Epstein. It, it's really, really good. It's out in paperback now. There's so many uh, books that hit that. But books for me, and I know you didn't ask this, but I think this is really good for parents. Read a book called The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle that teaches you so much about uh, people that are in all these different places that they, they might have been specialists, they might not have been, but they had the right training. There's a book called The Gold Mine uh, by Rasmus Ankerson, who's from the Netherlands, I believe, or, or uh, I, I believe it's the Netherlands. But it's a great book where these people, they went and they dove into why people were successful from certain areas, how they trained. And what you find out is it's a lot about what we're talking about. It's okay to have expectations for your kids. It's okay to have standards for your kids. It's how you go about it that's the trick and that's the key. David Epstein's funny. I had him as a guest on last year. Um, couldn't agree with you more with regard to range. He really breaks it down, gives so many examples. It's a great episode. I hope everyone will. If you haven't listened yet, check it out. But when did you first become a college head coach? What year was it? Uh, it was ninth. 1999. I got my job at Marquette on my 33rd birthday. I was coaching at Michigan State. We were getting ready to go to the Final Four. I accepted a job on a Wednesday night. We announced it the following uh, Tuesday, and um, I, I got it on my 33rd birthday. My wife and I were sitting there, and it was incredible. Meeting with the athletic director had flown up to East Lansing, Bill Cords, but from 33 on. So 1999-2000 was my first year at Marquette. You also coached many above-average players, but one in particular, uh, D Wade, uh, Dwayne Wade. And also did you coach Jimmy Butler too? No, I left. Buzz Williams was my assistant, got the job and he recruited and signed Jimmy Butler. I had left to go to Indiana. So right. I missed Jimmy by a year. Fair enough. Well, I guess why I wanted to ask that question is my sophomore year of college playing baseball was 1999. And, you know, but since the late nineties, early two thousands till now, I believe that there's been a dramatic shift. I mean, coach, we often hear, and I'm sure you see it as well. People, especially on social media, will say kids are soft these days. You know, kids are, 
kids aren't coachable, whatever the case is. Well, I, I stand back because I'm a parent and I'm like, you know, kids only know what they're taught. You know, to me, it's uh-huh. sure. Some people may think they're soft. Well, a lot of times they're coddled. You know, they're not allowed to fail. They're not allowed to struggle. They're not put in positions where they have to overcome adversity. How much have you seen from your experience of your first year of being a college head coach in 99 at 33, you know, till the last time you coached in college and even now where you've seen the landscape shift maybe with, with the kids that you're bringing in? And has there been an issue with resiliency as a direct result of maybe them being coddled too much versus the kids you got early on? I think there's some of that. Absolutely. I definitely think there's some of that. I don't think there's as much sometimes as people think. I mean, there is issues, but the reasons so many times, and I go back to this, the word expectations. I think too many times parents, coaches, when they're younger, they don't have enough expectations for those things we're talking about. The expectations become results. The expectations become points. They become home runs. They become hits they become goals they become all wins right and and you and you want to teach them to win i'm not saying that at all but i'm also saying that you've got to have expectations for how they train how they work how they treat others because if you don't build those then you're really really negating their ability to do what i think is getting harder and harder all the time which is to solve your own problems Because the way the world continues to evolve and it becomes so easy, okay, to not have to be verbal in this world. It becomes so easy to not have to talk. It becomes so easy to become isolated that you've got to teach them to be able to make decisions, to have a feel for what makes a decision. I see this in recruiting. I I, I think this is definitely happening more and more. That's why there's so many different voices in kids' lives. And now with the name, image, and likeness situation where you can have agents, I know of stories where uh, a coach may call a young person, a player that's transferring, and they don't even want to discuss it. Call my agent, call my agent, call my parents. And down the road, then you've got kids that aren't truly having to make decisions for what they want. And I think that starts at a young age. And I think there's way too much acceptance of it's not going well for me. Okay, so I'm going to find a way to blame. I'm going to find a way to be critical. I'm going to find a way to be negative. I'm going to find a way to take that from me. And I think when parents allow that to happen, and and it's always somebody else's fault, it's somebody else's on the team, it's the coaches and doing them right or playing them right. When you allow that to happen, it just keeps manifesting itself down the road. There are two places, all right, where a kid is going to look when he's playing on a field when he's playing on a floor, okay, when he's playing in a stadium, when he's playing on a court, he's going to be looking at his coach or coaches for how they're reacting, and they're going to be looking at their parents. And the more that they can find a place, okay, where they can feel like a victim in the situation, where they can feel like, oh, man, I'm being wronged, and my parents agree with me, or it's not going right for me, and my parents agree with me, or I'm not getting the ball enough, And I can tell my parents agree with me. Those are bad things. Those are hard to grow out of. I was coaching at at Indiana. We had a player that had an issue. He had you because because you've got to be able to grow out of looking at your family, looking at your mom and dad as you go down the line in sports. You've got to be able to grow out of that. But if you become somebody, okay, that goes through a period of time where you feel better because you look over because they're commiserating with you. All right. Or they're helping validate 
You know, it's, it's one thing to clap. It's one thing to give attaboys and keep going and all those kind of things. Those things are good. But when they look over and see that negative body language, it might fuel them in a negative way, but it's certainly going to bring stress to them. And I had a, I had an NBA team in to tell, and, and we're talking about a player, and he said, tell so-and-so to quit looking at his dad every time he makes a play in a game or every time somebody goes wrong because his dad won't be sitting anywhere near the court in the NBA. And it was like, it was a really good point because, because as you go up the ladder, they notice those things, the college coaches, the, the professional scouts, they notice those type of things. So if you allow that to manifest itself and they see you in the stands complaining and ripping somebody and ripping the refs constantly and yelling at the coach, it just brings stress and it becomes something that they, they don't have the tools so many times when they're younger to be able to get out of. Because as you and I both know, then a lot of times that carries into the car ride. And then that becomes even worse because now you're trapped. Now the kid is trapped. There's nowhere to go. And that's where it becomes so hard. And, and as parents, we've got to guard against that constantly. Constantly we have to guard against that and help them grow. Because they are going to get wrong. They are going to go through hard times. They are going to have bad games. They are going to play with selfish teammates. They are going to get messed around by a coach here and again. But they've got to be able to deal with it to have any success moving forward. When we come back, Coach Crean and I discuss why he believes most parents are only as happy as their unhappiest child. As we go into break, I wanted to share another update with you from our friends at TeamSnap. As most people involved in youth sports know, running a tournament can be often a stressful and chaotic time. An industry-leading amateur sports team and club management platform, TeamSnap, is here to help. TeamSnap is hosting a live webinar on September 27th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, to show you how to run a tournament and diversify your revenue streams with TeamSnap for Business. During this free webinar, you will learn how to control the chaos of tournament day and easily register teams, schedule games, and send real-time updates efficiently and effectively with TeamSnap tournaments on the TeamSnap for Business platform. To see how TeamSnap tournaments takes care of all the details for your tournaments so you can keep your eye on the ball and grow your program, Head to TeamSnap.com today and register for the webinar, How to Run a Tournament and Diversify Your Revenue Streams, on September 27th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like... <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. 
imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Where we left off, Tom and I were about to talk about the importance of being able to read your kid in order to find the right time to bring up difficult conversations. I love how you brought up the car ride and, and you, you just, cause that is like such a, I mean, think about it, there's no one there, right? There's no one, you know, it's you're, you're one-on-one, everyone's in the moment, you got emotions. You know, I remember as a young player, you know, you're sitting there and maybe you didn't have a great game and you could just, I love my, God rest his soul, my father, but it was like, he wouldn't get mad, but I could just tell like, God, what happened? You know, and I didn't, I don't want to explain to you, shut up dad, you know, in my head, but I didn't have it bad. But any type of negativity, you just don't want to hear it from your parents. At least I didn't. Um, I was lucky though. I had a great, you know, great parents who didn't really give it to me, but my dad was a competitor and a coach in his own right. But how do you harness that energy coach? Cause I mean, listen, you're a parent. Um, you're uh-huh. also a coach, you know, you're, you're coach for a living. I heard a great example. I forget which guest said it to me. Um, but talked about literally had a visualization of he coaches his kids, you know, in the youth game or whatever. And then. It's almost like he, he gave an analogy. When I have my hat on, I'm coach. But when I get in the car, I take my hat off. I'm dad. And I thought that was a great, a great way for a young kid to be able to understand, right? And to set that boundary. How do you navigate that? Because parents, you know, we, we get excited, right? We're, we're, we're sure. passionate. How do you navigate that energy? That's hard because I've made many mistakes. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, this is not about do it just as I've done it type of thing. I've made those mistakes. And I think because we're invested, you have passion. There's an old saying that, that Doc Rivers said to me one time. I don't know if he coined it, but he's the one I heard it from. That a parent is only as happy as their unhappiest child. And that is a very true statement. I mean, it's, it's any parent understands that completely. And, and it's hard. It's, it's very hard. You're invested. You're passionate. You want to see them do well. You want to share in their joy. You want to take their pain away. All those different things. And I think the things that I have learned over a period of time that are so important is you have to be able to read your kid. You have to be able to read when is that time to bring it up because anybody that says, well, don't bring it up. No, no, I don't agree with that whatsoever. I mean, that's part of, you've got to have conversations if you feel that they're warranted, that that's part of parenting. That's part of helping them learn. So it's not about that. It's really about processing your thoughts. Okay. And not letting emotion and being emotional all right, take over from the beginning. It's almost okay, fine. It's like you try to get your players to know there are three things. You go into a press conference, you meet with a, a reporter, you know, you got to have a couple of things you can go back to, right? And, and it might be two for some, it might be three for another. You know, we always tried to say, okay, let's make sure when you get stuck, okay, or when you get into a situation, have a couple things that you can go back to, but make sure you never leave talking to the press, talking to somebody without praising at least two teammates and a coach, right? And so like, I would always try to get players to focus on that rather than the emotional response they might give so that they don't get stuck. And it doesn't always work, but you try to give them that, that platform and, and that, and that organization in their mind. I think the same for us as parents. You get a couple of thoughts. You're going to wait for the right time. And then you do the hardest thing which is breathe. You just breathe. You take deep breaths. You get your, you help your child, uh, settle in. 
Uh, maybe you talk about something else, but you breathe, you process, and you just wait for the right time. And you do everything you can do, okay? Because I know some of my worst moments as a coach are when I went right into the locker room after a tough game and start going, right? You've got to be able to process it. There's a reason that a lot of great coaches say the best three words you can use after a game when you're not feeling right is bring it in, right? Bring it in and, and then deal with it tomorrow. Well, a lot of times in that car ride, you're going to deal with it, but you can't deal with it immediately. Wait for the timing, have your thoughts in process, and then let them talk. The best thing to try to do as a parent to get that uh, level of engagement going with your kid is is once it's settled in. Now, again, they can't. The kid is not doesn't get to to sit there and, and fight it off and not talk at all. Right. That you've got to teach them to process their feelings. But you can't just give them questions that can be answered with a yes or a no. You can't give them questions that are just one, two, three word answers. You want to try to formulate questions in your head or things that you want to ask or things that you want to cover that, that, that will register with them. And go back to that word absorb. You want them to absorb what they're hearing so that they can apply it. And then you kind of take it from there. And I think those are some of the most, they're hard to do, but I think those are some of the best ways to do it. Coach Crane, this is freaking awesome. I can't thank you enough for to Where can people get up with you, follow? Because you put out some amazing content, man. I think my Twitter is at Tom Crane. Um, so I, di I didn't do, I didn't pay for the blue check, uh, <laughs> but I still, let me see what I have here. Yeah, at Tom Crane. And, and um, I'm on Instagram. I don't do a lot with Instagram, but uh, that's where it's at for the most part. ESPN, uh, this year again for the college basketball season. Uh, I'll be doing that, but I, I try to think of things that I would want to hear, that I would want to know, um, and I try to put those out there. So I really appreciate it, Nick, having a chance to be on with you. I appreciate you, Coach. That's Tom Crean, ESPN college basketball analyst. Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you took a moment to rate and review our podcast as we work to grow our community of supporters and advocates. For more Reform Sports content, please subscribe to our newsletter and blog at reformsportsproject.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash you know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. 
It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.